second week we're doing this, so this time we definitely fucking have it under control, right, Kate? Yeah, it only took us 10 minutes longer than last time to get Hey, ready. that's progress in my book. How you doing, yeah. buddy? I'm, you know, I'm doing good. How you doing? I miss you. I miss you too, man. And you have Ella helping you out today, right? Yep, Ella is helping on sound. Do you want to say hi? Say hi, Ella. Hi. Hi, Ella. <laughs> Oh, man, isn't it great how everyone's just willing to help the podcast out in times Dude, of need when we don't know what the friends. fuck we're doing? Yeah. It's the, the season of giving or some shit. Yeah. Um, hey, you were you had to get up really early this morning because you took little Peter into the vet. I did. I took Pete to the vet. The thing is, he doesn't. He didn't even need to go. Technically, he has <laughs> kitty herpes. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Peter has herpes. He has kitty herpes, which sucks only because I'm going home and my friend is going to stay with him mm. and has to now give him like powder in his food. But he's a fine, healthy young boy. Yeah, he's fine. I just, you know how I worry. You can have herpes and live a totally full, fulfilling life. <laughs> <laughs> Kelsey, your argument for herpes will never convince me. Okay, listen. I don't have herpes <laughs> myself, but I know people that do have it, and they yeah. are fine. Yeah, it's and fine. And they fuck the all the time. He just time. has an upper respiratory. Well, her human herpes is very different than cat herpes. Are you sure? Prove it. Yeah, cat herpes is an upper respiratory thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're going home to Philly this week. Today, well, right? I'm, I'm going to Philly today, yeah. My home is in uh, Wilkes-Barre, Kingston. I don't know but what I'm, any of that is, but it sounds yeah. fun. If you want to, yeah. I really want to go to Philly and do like a live show because I fucking love That's Philly. That's where I want to do a live show. Also, thank you to everybody who messaged us about coming oh. to speak at our, your colleges. The thing is, we need you to get your college to ask <laughs> us. <laughs> I'll go to anywhere. But it is good to know, like, put feelers out there of where yeah. people are listening and uh, all that jazz. Uh, Kate, did you come? I did not come yet. Can you tell the story about um, Quinta asking you about it? Yeah, so I was hanging out with Quinta, and she was like, uh, Kate, about the podcast. I've been listening, and I was like, oh. It felt very serious. And then I was like, what? And she just goes, did you come yet? <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I like, Quinta's your very best friend. Like, you guys have been friends yeah. for years, and we've been friends for a yeah. couple years now. And, like. I don't know how this was just a topic we never <laughs> covered. There's not really a lot of times in regular situations to be like, yeah, I'll have grilled cheese. Also, just in my personal life, I've never come. <laughs> you know, like it's not a, it's a weird way to. I made a grilled cheese the other day. It was really good. Fun They're fact, really good. if you use mayonnaise instead of butter, it's way better. So you spread mayonnaise on the outside of it before you put it in the pan. Just a little uh, fun trick you guys should, uh, you guys should try. Everything you just said was very Florida. Wow, it's rubbing off on me, dude. It, it's so like it's not really a vacation here because I'm working every day that I'm here. Yeah. But boy, let me tell you, I have so much time on my hands, literally, that I don't know what else to do except for masturbate and watch Jersey Shore. They're re-showing mm -hmm. all of the Jersey Shore. I forgot how good that show was, dude. Have you watched Floribama Shore? You're goddamn fucking right. I have because I lived, I grew up in Florida and I went to school in Alabama. This is like a dream come true for me. I watched it all day yesterday. I told Ella about it. It's a <laughs> I fucking love shows like that. Oh, I'm just so like the trash is like, we're pretty trash, but it makes us feel oh, yeah. better because we're less trash watching. Yeah, they're, well, I mean, the thing is, is that they're younger. Mm. But I've never been, I've just never been like that wild. Oh, but baby. I, and that, that was like growing up for me. Speaking of wild. <laughs> uh -oh. How's the panty sales going? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. So we announced last week on the podcast, 
that we were going to try and sell our underwear online for money because why the fuck not? Uh, yeah. Really, truly, why the fuck not? And I immediately got an offer from someone on Instagram because we didn't know how to really promote this. And yeah. he, everything about this story makes me so mad. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't get a single offer, and this bitch is about to walk away with. <laughs> $800? Listen, no. So it started at $400. I sweet-talked this one guy up to $650. All he wanted was, like, a couple pictures of me wearing it. And so I told him, like, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you're in the running. I don't really know how long we're going to, like, do this for, but I figured field a few offers. Uh, So what I didn't realize, though, was when I got a message from that guy was that he, when you're on Instagram, you have like your regular inbox and then inbox from people you don't follow. And so he was in the inbox that I never get to really read. And I scroll up. He had fucking offered to buy my panties last year. (laughs) (laughs) And I never saw the fucking message. And so here I am just sitting on a gold mine, literally. Who knew my pussy was worth fucking... $650 $650 last year. That's 2016 pussy. It's only Dang. gotten better. I've been talking with that guy and obviously he's in the running, right? Anyways, we go out here in Boca and I meet this guy. I tell him about the podcast. I tell him what I do. I tell him about the uh, panty yeah, thing. Yeah. He offers a grand for the panty. <laughs> what the fuck? So he's like, if no one can beat that, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'll throw in a grand. I don't give a fuck. And I was like, I was about to take off my goddamn underwear right there. And then in the bar, I was eating fucking... Why didn't you? I was, Why eat, I was eating um, egg rolls and uh, queso dip appetizers. My panties about came right off. <laughs> but I uh, I played it cool. I was like, all right, okay, we'll see. Let me get your info. So right yeah. now, the offer stands at one grand for... <laughs> But you underwear. could sell two different pairs of underwear. You could right now make sixteen fifty. Like that. that devalues. What are you talking about? I'm not just selling one pair. I'm trying to find a market oh, where no, I could baby. buy five for twenty this from Target. Wear the shit out of them. Holiday special, one time only. Kelsey Tara fucking panties. You're Dang. gonna sell more than one. I mean, I'm not getting a thousand dollar offers. I have to add them up. Well, someone did message <laughs> it me. It takes two years to make a profit. It's an investment, is how I see it. Someone did yeah. message me and said, I don't know Kate's Instagram, which bullshit because we fucking plug it every goddamn week. But he hey, said, he said, I'm poor, but I would give my life for Kate's panties. No, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking keep it, bro. <laughs> fucking keep it. Um, so uh, if you do want to buy either of our underwears, you know, message us on the gram or twits or something where we can talk to you. I'm yeah. just starting to read all of my messages now. <laughs> so, um, But I did want to also give an update. I just got this Instagram message from our fan that we read her question last week about the two oh. dudes. Did she like it? Did she like so, her answer? We answered this girl's question last week about she went on a date with two guys and one of the guys yeah. saw her on a date. And she felt really bad. Yeah, I'll read you what she wrote to me. She said, I think I felt guilty because I was always in a monogamous relationship. And now this is the first time I'm actually single in my adult life. Nailed that shit on the head. I'm figuring out what I like and enjoying seeing different people at the same time. I'm hanging out with both of them now. And I was honest about not being exclusive with either. So I love this girl. Now I'm just thinking, I don't have to have, be in a relationship to have frequent sex, and I don't have to feel guilty for having multiple partners. I think I'm getting out of my head this whole host status fear that I had growing up because I learned you should always be with one person. I am a feminist, but always learning how to deconstruct the sexist values. Thanks so much. You guys are amazing. Damn. Hell fucking yeah. That's 
what she we rules. strive for. Wait, could we get her on the podcast? We should. She's in Germany, right? So we might be able well, to. We should just go there. Yeah, we'll we go should to go to Germany. I go fucking um, go to Germany. I want to go to Scotland. Put it on the universe, baby. Why Scotland? Or Ireland. Just everyone who I know who's ever. I've never been to Europe, and everyone who I know who has gone to Europe has found love there. I found love for seven days with a guy that made me spit on his face when we were having sex. Oh, yeah, that came, that sp- sparked adult shit. Yeah, that sparked adult shit of See? a video. So. Trips to Europe changed lives. Yeah. Oh, it was glorious, and then I never saw him again. Yeah. Speaking of love. Anyway. <laughs> um, I did also want to read, um, I keep getting messages from people about that one, uh, a couple podcasts ago, I when we talked about heartbreak and loss, and I was mm-hmm. talking about that one quote that I couldn't find. Mm-hmm. I found it. Okay, go ahead. It's a little long, but do you think I should just read it? And then if it sucks, we can cut it out. Sure. Kate, you don't seem very happy about this. Do it, do it, do it. It's long. Do it, do it. It's like two How pages. Long? Two full pages? Yeah. Hold it up to the camera. Don't do that. <laughs> We're not going to keep that. Fuck that. It's so good, though. Just tell people where they can find it. I don't know where they can find it. I wrote it in my journal. Do you want to share it? Will it make you feel better if you share it? No, yeah. Just go ahead, go ahead. Oh, fucking head. Kate, why do it, it's emotional. It makes me emotional. I'll read it really fast, okay? And then just get, get tell me your thoughts. <clears throat> okay. You won't miss them loudly. You will miss them in the details. You will miss them in the quiet. You will miss them in the empty moments, the still space that fills your day when you can't convince yourself to stop diving into your brain. This is how you will miss them. You will miss them jealously. Your skin will sink when you see they have moved on. Instead of being happy for them despite trying, you will grip your memories like clenched fists. You will blame them for moving on too quickly. You will judge the person they choose. This does not make you bitter or crazy. This makes you human. And in your humanness, you will breathe through empty lungs when you see their new flame wearing the same sweater you always reach for when you are cold. You will create hurricanes within your chest when you wonder if they have laughed like you, explored him like you, loved passionately like you. You will never know. This is why you will miss them maddingly. Madding, madding, whatever. You will not miss them wholly. You will miss them in the highlights. You will fail to remember all the mismatched parts that led you to the decision to move forward, that led you to realize that your heart was better off in softer hands. You will miss the morning spent curled up in the arms, forgetting that you never truly felt like you were home. You will miss the springs and the summers of their love, but you will fail to remember the frost that often came between you, the cold chill of their fall, the desolate and unbearable distance of their winter. Above all else, please promise yourself that you will miss them with every inch of your bleeding heart, but do not miss out on life because of it. It is important for you to live through the growing pains, for experiences will slowly pour into your knowledge and your soul will grow wiser. You will see how you have painted over ashy memories with shades of rose and blush. You will remember the winters and how you hated the cold. You will sweat old love out like scarlet fever, and this, this is how you will miss them no more. Well, that was worth it. That was really good. Oh, my God. It just, oh, it makes me so emotional. I just, What's that from? It was from, it, obviously, it's someone who writes poems for a living, and they posted it on Thought Catalog. Got it. So I have to figure out, I might have even written it down. Oh. If anybody knows who did that. Wait, hold on. I wrote it down. Do you have it? At Rainbow Salt wrote that. Dang, that's beautiful. It was so Let nice, go right? Rainbow Salt. And mm-hmm. I think that can apply, too, to, like, any kind of loss. Dude. <sighs> Doesn't that make you feel something? Yeah, that really broke me down. <laughs> I was doing well. <laughs> they upped my Prozac dosage, and I was doing pretty good. Shit, how is Prozac going? It's going well. I like it. Yeah? Do you mm-hmm. want to be brought down even more with our fan question? Yes. Okay, great. This is a fan question that 
I got from Instagram and then I couldn't fucking find the handle because like I said, there's one inbox for your people that you follow and one that you couldn't. So I couldn't find yeah, it. Yeah. But this okay. is what this is what the question was. A guy had it might be better off. It's a pretty sensitive question. It is a yeah, you're right. Um yeah. so a boyfriend had written in saying Hi, me and my girlfriend listen to your podcast, so we love it. I wanted to write in from a guy's point of view and ask you something. Please don't mention my name because she also listens to the podcast. Oh, there we go. Basically. So right? good thing you didn't find his handle. Right. Um, <laughs> basically, he asked, he's in a relationship with this girl who has been sexually assaulted in her past. I don't know how mm -hmm. long ago. I don't know by who, but he just found this out about her. And yeah. she told him she's fine. She doesn't really need to talk about it. And she just wanted him to know. But now he feels incredibly confused on how to feel about that. Knowing that this girl that he's in a relationship with, I'm assuming, I don't know how long they've been dating, but that he cares about, that this terrible thing had happened to her. And he doesn't know what to do with that information. So he basically asked, what does he do? Because he feels terrible, even though she said to not bring it up. So we thought that was a really interesting question just because yeah. it's, it's, it's something I've never, it's a point of view I've never considered before. There's so much to that question, it mm -hmm. feels like. There's like one uh, boundaries. If she says she doesn't want to talk about it and she says she's fine with it, then you kind of have to just believe her and trust her and she knows what she's able to, to talk about. Other side of it though is that if it's something that's like really bothering you and mm -hmm. making you look at her differently and you don't want to do that, you don't want to look at her as like wounded or broken or anything like that, that it might be something you guys have to talk about. Right. Further unpacking that without with running the risk of sounding judgmental and I, I hope this isn't, but uh, also I know it's like a really terrible thing that happens to someone, but if she's pushing through and she's living with it, then you you might have to as well. Aww. And there's like, there's kind of like a, a weird stigma about like when women have been hurt and like guys be like, I should have been there to protect you. It's mm -hmm. like, chill dude, this is our reality. This mm -hmm. stuff happens. She's not broken, she's in a relationship. If she doesn't want that part of her life mm -hmm. to be spoken about right now, then you, you might have to just, but you have to figure out where you stand. Do your feelings yeah. about the situation, are they gonna get in the way of a relationship? Or is this something that you could be like, oh, I could accept, because that's another thing. I wonder, are you talking to her for her? Or are you talking to her for you? Exactly, that's exactly Don't make her pain your thing, because that's it's still pulling it away. She might not be ready to talk yet. She brought it up, you know, she felt comfortable yeah. telling you about this. And if you're feeling a certain type of way, maybe with, if it has mm -hmm. something to do with your sex life, I think I would be okay with someone bringing it up to me in that way too, because communication is so important. And like sex life really is, um, if you guys are having sex can be, you know, a big, um, trigger or it could be um a big deal for for someone that has gone through sexual assault yeah i think communication is key so like yeah. if something like that is happening and you're in like those moments and you're not sure if what you're yeah. going to do is going to be triggering then just give her a heads up <laughs> yeah. say like i, I kind of want to do this or whatever but i think the important thing here is to not turn it into her having to I'm not saying that's what he's doing. I'm just yeah. saying it runs the risk of, even though the intentions might be fully pure and good, it runs the risk of being like, hey, I'm not doing well about with the thing that happened to you, so mm -hmm. can you now make also, me calm down about yeah. it? And that's so, not and her I, job. 
I know that it's just hard. It's hard. It's a shitty thing that happens. And that's why stuff like this, that's why people should speak out because stuff like this affects everyone else. It's not yeah. just, just the women who it happens to. Yeah. I would say if nothing has changed since she told you like sexually yeah. or emotionally, maybe just leave it and you can always frame your questions in a communicative way that doesn't yeah. bring up the sexual assault. You could also talk to a professional like you could. Ooh, yeah. There are, there are plenty of people who are able to, much better than us, who are able to be like, <laughs> yeah. this is how you speak, and this is how, like, mm -hmm. this is, it's trauma, it's a yeah. trauma, and how to deal with the trauma. Yeah, and I think- But just, that's a really good question. It's such a good question, and I'm, I'm so thankful that, like, a male wrote in asking yeah. something that he didn't feel comfortable, rather than just, like, take, assuming and kind of take, taking his feelings into action. I think it was really brave of him to, to ask, and um, I hope that helps. So Ella's got to go to a meeting in like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So should uh, we bring in Casey? Let's bring in Casey. I'm going to intro you. Okay. Our guest today, I'm so excited about. So I, I followed her on Twitter because a friend of mine from back home would retweet her all the time. And I thought she was super funny. Uh, then I got out here and I was doing stand up, and I met her through stand up, and her story is freaking so cool. She's just so cool. And I've never <laughs> really met someone so unapologetic about the stuff that they say and the choices that they make. So I, I can't wait for everyone to meet her. So come on in, Casey. Casey. Casey Coop, everyone. Casey Coop. <laughs> oh, thank you, Kate. Can I put this on? Yep. Cool. What's up? Hi, Casey. Hey. Sorry, Hi. this is like how we have to do our podcast the first time meeting <laughs> no. you. But it's thanks, cool. It's cool. Thanks so much. I mean, Kate is the funniest person I know. So when she says that there's someone really <laughs> funny that I need to meet, like, I'm super excited to meet you. And she said we would get along really well. So I'm really yeah, excited. Yeah, cool. I want to meet in person at some point. Yeah, yeah. that's possible. Let's all go out and hang. Let's, let's do yeah. That. Let's okay, so who are you? What do you do? What's your deal? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, in this day and age, like, we kind of define ourselves by our titles. And so for me, it's like, it's just the three, comic, stripper, former Playboy columnist, so I'm a writer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I host my own podcast now, but I think, yeah. The, What's your podcast called? It's called Casey's Freak Show with two E's on iTunes under Meltdown Comics Network. So. Oh, shit, I love Meltdown. Plug. <laughs> I'm just going to start your podcast and then plug for my podcast. That's great. That's how we're doing it. Amazing. <laughs> but yeah, mostly just a stripper and a comedian is like Wait, so I name. looked you up on Instagram last night, and I was watching. <laughs> all of your videos like holy <laughs> fucking shit I want to know everything okay I should preface this by saying I grew up in Tampa Florida which is a strip club capital of the world or the oh, country at least yeah okay. like better than Vegas people or like is voted better than Vegas I guess so I grew okay. up like for fun we would go to strip clubs like Friday and Saturday night we would like go oh, out cool. to parties and then we'd end up at the strip club so I am very familiar with the strip club world I always said I would I have definitely been a stripper in a past life or will be oh, in a future sure. life because I'm just for so sure. obsessed with like the beauty and the fucking sexiness yes. that comes it's with being so a stripper. Cool. It's can you so like, cool. Can you just, I don't know, tell me how you, how you like got into it and what you love about it? Cause yeah. It's so awesome. It's interesting. Cause like when I went for the first time, I felt the exact same way you did, which was like just 
to check out the club. Like I had never really been before, except for one time when I was like wasted and when I was like 21. When I went in on my own accord, like to go check it out before I auditioned, I felt the same way as you, where I was like, wow, they're gorgeous. Like, I think I'm pretty gay. And like, <laughs> I'm just like, wow. Like, my first, I used to masturbate to like Jasmine of Aladdin and Jasmine. Like, that was like. Of my Aladdin first. and Jasmine. <laughs> Not the movie Aladdin, the movie Aladdin and Jasmine. Look it up, Aladdin and Jasmine. It's really good. The Jasmine. No, I just feel like. Women are so much hotter than men. We, we're tell, both bi, so we're... Yeah. Yeah, you know you guys tell I mean? me twice. Like, <laughs> I, and, you know, I, as a stripper, when a lot of girls come in and they might, like, mean mug you or treat you with disrespect, which does happen, unfortunately, a lot of the time, it makes me sad because, like, when I came in and checked it out, like, I felt like it was just gorgeous to watch. And, like, I felt the same way as you. But I will say that, yes, like, back when I was younger, I also... I looked down upon it. Like, I was raised in a very conservative, religious, small town. I'm from, like, a small, shitty town in Oregon. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's called, like, Canby. It's just, like, a shithole USA and, like, super religious town. So, like, I just thought strippers were just, like, horrible deviants just because that's what was taught to me. Yeah. yeah, we used to talk about how, like, Growing up, a joke would be like, well, if all wells yeah. fails, I'll be a stripper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like the metric for being a failure. Yeah. Um, and I went to, I went, it is. Dude, it's it crazy. Is, like, sex work is. Yeah. It, even though I know now, obviously, it's not at all. But I went to college on a full academic scholarship. Hey. I overachieved at everything I did. But I always had this fascination with sex workers and with strippers. Like, I just, anything taboo Can and you not explain what sex work is, like, the difference between sex work and stripping? Um, stripping is sex work, actually. Oh. Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of people get confused. Like, they always ask me, like, why do you call yourself a sex worker? And it's like, well, that's just, like, how it's categorized. Like, uh, in essence, we are selling some kind of form of sexuality. Ah, so it's not, like, necessarily, like, when people think sex worker, they think prostitution. Like, you're literally selling sex. Yeah, like, straight sex. sex. Yes, and I don't do any, um, like, extras, which include hand jobs, low jobs, sex, like, anything like that. I am just strictly a stripper. Um, but it is sexual in nature. In some ways, I think all, sometimes I think all work is sex work. Like, when I think about it, do you know what I mean? (laughs) That's what society is built on, is everyone getting laid eventually. That's the whole thing. I feel like that's all anybody wants. Like, do you know what I mean, though? Like, when I, for a long time, I was a server in restaurants, and, like, I did the exact same thing, which was flirting to make tips. Like, the exact same way, even. Um, But but you had to remember more and do more. Like, it's shittier. (laughs) It's, it's like, worse tips and more disrespect and less control over yourself. And dirty plates. Yeah. <laughs> like, gar- you're handling garbage. Um, no, but I guess how I got into it was, like, this fascination for years and years and years. I was a dancer in high school. Um, I was <laughs> – it's a long story, but I was a sex addict for a couple years there. Um, in my drug and alcohol addiction, I'm sober now. Um, oh, okay. I kind of I, – I have, like, all this crazy, like, Scorpio sexuality. <sighs> and I'm a dancer, and I thought – and I'm good at selling myself, you know what I mean? Like, I've – that's what you do in stand-up. You're just, like, peddling yourself to a yeah. crowd of people. She's a great stand-up as well. Oh, my God. I love Yeah, I want to talk about that, too, but I'm so fascinated by the stripper label. I, I want to know more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how I got into it was just that fascination, and I was sort of bottoming out on all my addictions at that point. And I, because I always had that thing where I was like, oh, if I become a stripper, then I'm, you know, technically a failure at life kind mm, of yeah. thing. But I had given up all of those, like, those ideas because I was 
bottoming in my addictions and I just didn't care anymore about what people thought, mm -hmm. which is like an odd way to get into it. Most girls do not get into stripping, you know, bottoming in drugs <laughs> and alcohol and sex addictions. Right. They're just like, oh, like this is a, you know, a job that I can do. But I was always too scared because I was an overachiever and I thought that would mean I was a bad person and not deserving of love and whatever. Mm. Or it would ma mean I'd never have a boyfriend again, mm. even though I'd been single for many years at that point because I just had a, lo a lot of issues, basically. Right, but it had nothing to do with the stripping. <laughs> no, 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 no. And again, this is not most girls' story. I just have a very crazy one. Well, I was <laughs> going to ask because, like, there is a stigma attached to, like, that it because I don't know, I think it's just the way the media portrays it, that, like, mm -hmm, it totally. is this, like, night job with the, that's when everyone's on the drugs and the drinking, and yeah. that's where, like... <laughs> like, it's this underworld. Yeah. Right, and it's It's, like, where the, the mob hangs out. It's really, like, you know a art form in a lot of ways. <laughs> totally. I think there's two sides of it, and I read this comic that Jack the Stripper, she's amazing, she illustrated, of an older sex worker stripper um, said, which was, like, stripping, it's, like, you gotta ride the wave like you're surfing. Like, cause there is like, just ride the wave, like stay above the current because mm -hmm. there is an underbelly to it. There is a seedy side, but there's also like a very fun, lighthearted goofiness. It's like a bunch of girls. You feel like you're in high school, like joking around all the time and just like grabbing each other's butts. And it's very like <laughs> immature and silly and fun. Yeah, and all your videos, you know? you're like smiling, which I thought, I remember yeah. when you like posted one video, I was like, she's smiling in this? Yeah. Cause, he's so, like, cause you're just like, like just happy and like feeling yourself and doing yeah, like, but yeah. it's portrayed by a male-run yeah. media as yes. That's how what they say. how you, they interpret it. If you yeah. look at now, like the way even pole dancing is sweeping the nation as a form oh of my exercise, God. and like totally. middle American forties housewives are now yeah. taking pole <laughs> dancing classes. It's like yeah. this is not yes. the same, you know, Miami sort of like veiled sort of. <laughs> fucking yeah. underworld like you mentioned yeah. um it's there's so much to it and i were talking about that yeah we were talking about the that podcast earlier. Yeah. about how like these girls in pole classes and no hate on them like a lot of girls do stripping and some yeah. are pole instructors like you wow. know what i mean i know yeah. girls and but in pole class like you're paying to do the exact same thing that i do <laughs> in the club for money <laughs> for, you know for money and if they're wearing the same things i wear they're moving the same way yeah. and they're and it's so there is there has to be something about That's it that is so cathartic weird. and wonderful or else yeah. no woman would do it if yeah. it was truly that terrible and it's like yeah. it's, it feels like a like not double-edged sword it's hypocritical I, I, whatever yeah hypocritical because like, because double so standard? much of like double standard boom there um, it is we got there because so much of like what we do uh, as women, it feels like it's to, pr to make ourselves look good and like for mm -hmm. almost like the male gaze, right? Yeah. So it's weird that when women are like, oh, okay, you want me to do all this for the gaze? Okay, I'm gonna make money off of it. If yeah. I do it anyway, totally. I'm gonna make money off of it and I'm gonna have fun doing and it. And have fun doing it. Because it is like, a power. And if I, think I hated it, looks... it, I would just go work a different job. Like yeah. Just yeah. other jobs, well, you know what I mean? I, I feel like an argument people would say is like, well, the money's so good that like, I'll put up with a lot of shit because of the money. But, like, you know I've what? seen Everyone it. does Money's that in every job. I, Everyone does that in every job, I, I've seen strippers, like, in Miami who could make, like, a couple grand a night. And then I've seen strippers who make, like, 200 bucks. And they're, like, they yeah. just like doing it. Um, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. 200 is, like, a pretty okay night, to be yeah. honest. It's not that good anymore. The industry's dying. There's internet porn. There's Tinder. 
there's lower priced escorts, there's a dying middle class, there's like so many reasons why. <laughs> I mean, like, the industry is good. the fucking internet version of a strip club. I completely agree with you. Yeah, how do you feel about like something that's you're watching kind of the industry the same way that like we're kind of watching magazine and print kind of go out of business? Yes. Like, is there a next step that you can kind of take your talents to? And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm at work sometimes and we're all like looking at each other as girls and we're like, I'm just like, I feel like I'm on a sinking Titanic right now. <laughs> but but I still have enough like good nights that make yeah. up for it. And just when I start looking into other jobs, I realize like the, I only work three nights. And so what stripping affords me is a lot of free time mm. to write, read, edit, perform, mm. like follow my passions. And I do love dancing. Like dance has always yeah. been a and huge, you're so like, good at it. Sweet. I was like, oh my God, thank I was you. like, wow. My phone was like inches away from my face. I was like laying in bed, just like, oh my God. Uh, I do want to talk, ask about like dating. Is that something you bring up on like a first date? Do you put it in like your Tinder profile? Like, what's dating like? Because it's already fucking oh my God. a mess in LA to date. Oh my God. Yeah, there's, so a, there's a tall order. You got a lot of stuff oh going on. Oh my God. I, like, when I went into the industry, I think one of my biggest things that I was scared of was that. No one would ever date me, right? But I had sort of creeped on all these girls. Well, the club I work at is like the best club in LA. I just love and you, it. Can I you plug it? Um, yeah, Cheetah's Hollywood. I Where's love Cheetah so much. We should go. It's in Los Kelsey. Feliz. You guys should definitely Oh my God, come. I've never been, and I thought I've been to you every strip club in Los Angeles. Ella oh wants come. to go too. What, what I'm all saying right, Ella's like, in. We're going. She just raised her hand and pointed at herself. Hell yeah. <laughs> She's like, been there. Um, major brain on those bitches. Yeah. Uh, no, but I looked at all the girls' pages, and I noticed like before I ever auditioned, that some of them were married, some of them mm. were had boy, and I'm, and, but in my head I was like, that means no one will ever date me. And yes, initially, I, I've had a boyfriend for a, over a year now. We've been together, and I love him very much. And he knew about my job going into it. And the best thing I learned was to be upfront about yeah. it. Like, just be, and and not, like, when we met, I was not looking for someone, which obviously is what you always hear about dating. But mm. before him, I, I was. I was, like, thirsty, and I was on Tinder. And I was like, uh, I danced at a bikini bar. Like, I was so scared to say it. What the and fuck then is a just, bikini bar? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a strip club, but you don't take off your top or your uh, bottom. Okay, we give sure. No one's going to fucking those places. No, but no that's did. what hers is. That is mine. Oh, never mind. We're that going. <laughs> No, but it's cool. I'm like, spoiled. I, I grew up in Florida. Like, I had a vagina in my face when I was, like, 13, okay? <laughs> that's what I'm used Frank. to. Like, you, yeah, I love that that's spoiled. I'm like, yes, that's literally the best. Um, yeah, so he knew about it going into it, and I think I was just at that point not, like, pandering to people. I was yeah. just like, I'm going to live my best life, be my happiest me, and not apologize, and that will always attract the right person to you. Yeah. Because you're not, like, trying to just, like, water yourself down yeah. for some guy who's not fucking secure in himself. Hell yeah. Wait, I and do want to ask about the bikini bar. Why do people oh, yeah, go, go if they don't see boobs and, and vag? The and do, vagina? That, like, Jumbo's <laughs> is one of my favorite places because it's, like, you go and the environment is just so fun and sexy and, like, it's a great place to go. But I'm trying to think in a dude's mind, what's, like, the appeal? Yeah, it's like Jumbo's, but we give um, more lap dances. Ah. More personal. I don't know. I think, like, honestly, a lot of guys are so nervous about strip clubs. Oh. When they walk in, even to the bikini bar, oh, they're scared shitless. Like, they need a couple drinks in them. Like, if you talk yeah. to a guy straight out the gate who's sober, like, 90, 95% of the time, he's, like, way too nervous to talk to you. Oh, that's the big difference, is that you can drink in a bikini bar. There's, you can, yeah, in L.A., like, full nude, you, there's no booze. 
You can do topless oh. with booze. Yeah, because in, in Florida, LA. it's the same. Is that you can't drink alcohol? Oh, really? At some places, yeah. So like, if you want to drink, you go to a bikini bar. But if you're already like fucked up, then you would Ooh, go to like that's the very full intense. Booth. So that makes yeah, so much do, more sense. You can do topless with a full bar in LA, but the thing is, guys are scared of girls. Like <laughs> they literally tell me it's less intimidating when we're wearing like clothes. I don't know because they still get lap dances. You know what I mean? But yeah, they just they're they're scared of women. Like yeah. it's like they're scared of us even just wearing bikinis. They're scared of pretty well, girls. How fucking confident do you have to be to be a stripper? You can't be like well, like I don't know. I've never been. I'm all. Totally, 100% <laughs> assuming. But, like, I would think a guy would be like, wow, this is the most confident way True. I can interact with a woman. I don't know. I feel like I feel like everyone should go to strip clubs or bikini bars. Like, they're mm -hmm. so, they're such a good experience. It's like, like, you see all these free women. And for me, like, it freed me. Mm. You know, like, I was, I was with a group of girlfriends yesterday. And, like, I'm no hate on them. It's just, like, and they were not Name strippers. Names. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they were not strippers, but every girl was, like, saying something bad about her body. Oh. You know, like, that scene in Mean Girls where they're, oh, like, yes. looking in the mirror? Everyone <laughs> kept doing that. They were not strippers. And then I just sat there, like, eating fudge, like, quietly. Like, I, because I don't feel bad about yeah. my body hair or if I'm not having a fat day or mm -hmm. things I used to, like, fucking hate myself for. Because yeah. you're just, like, running around in your underwear and you just stop caring at a certain point yeah. and it doesn't matter anymore and you just get this like inner confidence that's just that's so level. cool yeah I feel like that that might be why oh I'm gonna get heat for this but I feel like that might be why people get so much like strippers and sex workers get such a bad name on them because mm -hmm. it is like a power switch wow. it's, it's, a, a it's, it's fully switch. understanding your power and being like Oh, I don't need you. And then mm -hmm. I feel like society sort of built off of need. So it's sort of like, no, you should feel this way or that way about your mm -hmm. body or whatever. But the truth of the matter is more than, I, I mean, no hate on porn or anything like that. But I feel like strip clubs it's it, or, and bikini bars, it's you see what like real women look, look like, like. You know yeah. what I mean? And like you're up close yeah. and personal and stuff. There's and girls like of all sizes, of all, of all like just like personal style color and like just like but all these different kinds of girls just like owning their shit yeah and and it's just like it's the most freeing thing to be around what's the most fun story you have from working oh at either gosh. like a strip club or a bikini bar oh my gosh well yeah i've done private nude events before so i have done like some other things wait what's um, a private nude event oh god wait, i don't know weren't you this we could cut this out what so, weren't you at house before. Oh, I went to <laughs> house, but that was not for dancing. That was just because I'm a bad bitch. Bitch, you went to <laughs> Can we please yeah. keep this in? That's so fucking cool. Yeah, I uh, signed an NDA, NDA. Is that what oh, I said? Oh, so no. Well, we can't. But, so you've been <laughs> to a very famous rapper's house before? And, oh my god, that was not to do with stripping. That was just because, like, oh. I know You're a lot of people. No, wow. I don't know. It was crazy. That Wait, was crazy. do you know about crazy. sex parties? Because I've been trying to go to a fucking sex party in L.A. Sorry if that's assumptive of me to assume that you would know. People do ask me, but I'm like, honestly, like, that's not my oh, thing at all. I want to go so fucking bad. <laughs> that's all I want to do. If I could do that, oh, I'd wait, probably... Oh, wait. She actually asked me to text you to ask about that, and yeah. I forgot. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I've heard... People tell me about them all the time, but I've never... You mean like a swingers party? Yeah, like or like a voyeurism sort of thing. Like I really just don't think I would even need to try and date in LA if I could just go to sex parties. There's like honestly, I've heard that the swingers I know are like hot, and what I was shocked by that, I was like, hot people do this. 
Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, well, if you know any of them, my handle is at Kelsey Dara. Please tell them <laughs> to invite me. Um, cool. So then how did you get into comedy? Because that's so fucking awesome. Like, you go, how do you balance that schedule? Because it's both nighttime jobs. Oh, God. Um, I only work three nights. And stand-up, I moved here for, like, six years ago. I was like, wow. it's what I always wanted to do since yeah. I was a kid. Um, I just would obsessively watch stand-up. Like, just, like, any form of comedy on TV. And then I just, when I was in college, I was, like, miserable as I was studying. Like, I'd just, like, go and read comedy blogs and comedians' autobiographies. That's, that was my version of, like, studying to be a comedian. Yeah. Like, how did they do it? Like, reading and Steve Martin, Born Standing Up, that's, like, the Bible, right? I know. That's what everyone says, but I would just read female comics books. Yeah. Like, I don't no, care about like, my wall. Comedians. Ask Kate. Like, my wall at home is just, like, it's Mindy's books, yeah. Amy, Tina. Same. Yeah. yeah. Same. And, like, Kathy Griffin's is actually the best of all. Is Anyone it? out there want to read it? It's the best of them oh, all. Oh, okay. I'm going to get it. I think she's so underrated. She's one of my most favorites, and she's such yeah. a hard worker. Yeah. yeah. People really shit on her, but she's a genius. Everyone gets shit on, though. They, yeah. Like, all the girls that stand all the get, girls. It's I, always they just get shit on. Always. The always. second they get to a certain level, they're just torn it's down. Just, and fucking stand. I don't know how you guys do it. I did stand up for a little bit out in Los Angeles, and I don't miss it a fucking I know. bit. That's the thing is this last year. So I moved here for it six years ago. I was grinding, grinding, but I got sober two and a half years ago. Woo. And this and this last year, I just like mental health wise, like I wanted to get right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sober and I'm not like drinking all the feelings away yeah. of mm -hmm. like the misery and the toxic energy. And so mm -hmm. I really pulled back on it. I love being on stage. I don't like all the bullshit that goes with it, as yeah. you fucking know. Yeah. Uh, open so mics are truly I'm writing, the I'm writing work. a lot of things. That's about awesome. It. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like too with the internet these days, like you don't have to subject yourself yes. to the fucking and yes. in a weird way like sometimes women will yes. be like if you can make it as a female comic like then you're really like a, a like you really made it and I'm like I no. don't want to be fucking like no. minimized and verbally yeah. abused and like funny, funny. sexually and harassed it's, it's, yeah, and it's yeah. like literally did gross. you always have this like people would, whenever I would go to like a, like an open mic I would always get like I'd see the guys shake hands and then they'd always hug me and it used to piss me off yeah. so much because I was yeah. like just shake my hand totally like didn't when feel, you, it doesn't yeah. feel like an equal yeah, yeah. it always felt like oh good for you for trying out but let the, let the men get back to their stuff. Yeah, for it's real. I, I feel the same way. And, and when I stopped drinking and doing drugs, I was like, oh, this hurts my heart and my soul, and I want to be happy. That's my yeah. ultimate goal. And I always fucking say that about the internet. Like, it's gotten me my writing jobs, mm -hmm. and now I'm, like, working on a pilot with a friend we're going to make. Woo. I'm writing a book. Hell um, yeah. Oh, man, so I cannot wait to read that That's what I want to do. Yeah. Okay. Wait, yeah, do, do you, you have... Do you have a publisher or like any of that stuff yet? A literary agent. Oh, yeah. bitch, go Wait, for if it. Anyone's, emails, if so anyone's listening. Emily back, Robert. She's got some stories. Um, She's got stories and people will buy this book. Do you think you're funny or sober? Yeah, you know what's funny? I just had this conversation the other day with a friend. I used to think that whole like, oh, I'm so broken and I have so much damage and I need to be <laughs> fucked up to be funny because that's what you convince yourself of and, and the disease of alcoholism mm -hmm. convinces you of that you yeah. need it. No, when I stopped drinking and doing drugs, like my brain restored to full health, and it was like shooting out the joke so much yeah. better because oh, I was like yeah. alive and present. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I used to just think I needed that. And I think my mind, you know, I had a weird upbringing. I'm a weird person. My mind is clever and thinks differently. So yeah. I will always be able to think of funny jokes. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm already rewired that way. I talk yeah. with Kate about this all the time, that, like, it's also just a cultural shift. I feel like 
two, three years ago when like Amy Schumer was getting popular and, and you were seeing that self-deprecating women can be yeah. like selling out Madison Square Garden, it was fine to be like, I'm flawed and I'm fucked up and now I own that. And I feel like now a lot of women are confident in their flaws and like kind of how we were talking about like hot, like being a hot yes. mess with like cute. Now with what's going on in the fucking world and just like the political climate and shit, like it's not cute to be, it's a little selfish to be like, Oh, I'm fucked up. I'm fucked up. It's I'm like, yeah. just look around yeah. at what is going yeah. on to, to yeah. other people. And like, I think it's just yeah. also, you have to, you have to change with the season, I guess is what I'm trying to I say. I feel that it's so funny you say that. Cause I feel like I've been talking about that with friends so mm-hmm. much because yeah, the self-deprecating thing is like, it's easy. And I think for male comics, it's their way of being like, I'm vulnerable. Yeah. I have, like every male comic has a bit yeah. about his small dick. Ugh. Well, then that's not being vulnerable. We know you have a small dick. You're on stage. <laughs> we can feel it. We Bill. know. But it's like they're pretending to be vulnerable by making fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think we all should have humility. There's humor yeah. in humility. But mm-hmm. I realized like before I got sober, I was literally suicidal. Mm-hmm. And on stage, I'd just be tearing myself down because I hated myself. And mm-hmm. audiences weren't even feeling that they were feeling yeah. sorry for me yeah, yeah that's another thing for women i feel like a lot of times when we do self-deprecating stuff where there's a very fine line <laughs> yeah. because between it being funny mm-hmm. and it being like it's oh sad. no are you okay right. honey but a guy could kind of say the same thing and it doesn't get quite as right. looked at but, but i wanted to ask you about um how you because you grew up very conservative yeah well yeah my family was i i wasn't really i think yeah. i was taught a lot of things i had to unlearn but i I was unlearning just naturally. I'm a bleeding heart liberal. That's just kind of how I am. <laughs> How'd your so, family take it? I'm so excited. I like. I I'll love answer both. the fact that you like let go of that stuff and you like listen to your own voice. I feel like that's so important. I feel like our listeners yes. really like that. And like, can you, you talk know, a little bit about what how to let go of judgment? Like you became all this stuff in the middle of like I can't stress this enough. In the middle of stand-up like culture and and being like all this like the safety and judgment and society and all this stuff and you Mm -hmm. got rid of all of it you got sober you started dancing you started doing all this stuff for you how did you have that how did you do that how did did that happen how do i sum this up in 10 seconds um please read the tasteful nude on playboy.com it always has a lot more than i could say right here now but essentially I have always had to listen to like my inner voice because I grew up in a small town where I I literally was made fun of constantly. Like I was called a weirdo and a freak. I was weird and I I developed a sense of humor to cope. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I bonded with the other weird kids. You know what I mean? Like they were my people. It's a gift. It's a gift to be kind of on the outside like a little freak. It was painful at the time, but right now I'm, I'm 29 now and I made this joke on Twitter the other day how like, Oh, I'm finally the confident older me I want to be, but it took 29 it's years. It's true. Like. It yeah. takes fucking time. Even when you feel like you have it down, you fucking don't. Like, you're never mm. done growing. You're never done. Like, you can change. You can morph at any age. It's never too late. Like, truly. Like, no, that's yeah. where midlife crises come from. And we stigmatize <laughs> it by calling it a crisis. Yeah. But I think it's like, sometimes it's people finally just doing what they want rather than following totally. the fucking social norms. You only get this one gift, you mm. use it. I think you have to just like try some stuff out. I had so many itches to scratch because I mm-hmm. went to college on the scholarship. I did all of that to follow the beaten path I was supposed mm-hmm. to. But after college, I moved to LA to follow my dreams and I really let loose. Mm-hmm. And when I started stripping, I was so scared because I had always had to have straight A's. Like I always had to be the best in every club, every team, the captain and the leader and this and that. And I was like, I don't want to be a failure, you know? Like, that's what I perceived it as. But I always 
thought I'd be good at dancing, you know, yeah. good at the job. And I, I'm like, let me just dabble and see where this takes me. Because even though I was so afraid of what people would think and like excommunicating me or making fun of me, but I did it because I had this itch I needed to scratch. And it turns out like I got sober on the same time I started stripping. In that work, like you, there are drugs available. Mm -hmm. You, you know, you can go to a dark place pretty quickly if you want. But <laughs> um, that's like LA, like you can find that in any town. Like it doesn't, I mean, maybe more so that it's available in stripping or sex work. Or but LA. like, I like what you said about scratching your itches. Like to <laughs> all, the, all the listeners out there, I think more people should scratch their itches and. Yeah, yeah I don't have any regrets. Like I, that's my biggest fear is like looking back on my life and yes. being like, I should have tried that or done yeah. that. Yeah. No, like follow your heart because I just think the universe has something bigger for all of us planned. If we just like follow our truth and what our yeah. light, like where yeah. our light is, you know, like. Living testament of it. Yeah. I freaking love Thank it. Thank you. Where could people follow you? Where can they find you? Um, on Instagram and Twitter at Casey Coop, K-A-S-E-Y-K-O-O-P. Thanks so much for coming on, Casey. You're awesome. We want to have you back amazing. for sure. I want to talk to you guys for hours. Like off We will. Like, You're going to so come good. back. You're going to come back for sure. And when I get back in LA, we'll do the hangout yeah. thing. This was so awesome. Let's give oh, our shout-outs for faves. the week. Um, my shout-outs for the week are at VolNHS, at Rich6281, at Ali Diaz, at Miss Monica B, at Yoga Ray, at Dr. Blackstein. I know I had a lot this week. You had a lot. I only have one. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I want to shout-out again Mandy Singh. She's going through some stuff right now, and she's, like, so positive, and I'm so just proud to talk to her and she's seriously so cool and I feel like she might like cats as much as I do wow. and if we could all just send her some good vibes she's yes, a Mandy great Singh. person Singh. yeah uh guys next week you'll yeah. be at home and I'll be at home and guys we have a really special episode we're so excited to tell you we both have a guest we both have a special guest they are the reason we are the, the way, way we, we are. are we're gonna have <laughs> our sisters on yeah Kate has an older sister I have an older sister it's gonna be a fucking shit show I think I might even drink for it uh so you <laughs> definitely want to come back next week if you have anything you want us to talk about tweet at us you can find me on all the things at Kelsey Darrow you can find Kate Peterman at Kate Peterman on Instagram and at KTP on Twitter don't forget to go rate us and review us on iTunes Hashtag Kate's gonna come. <laughs> Wait, maybe, maybe. What do you mean, maybe? I don't know. I feel like people in Philadelphia are a lot more forward, and maybe I'll fuck someone there. Hey, <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> put it out in the universe, bitch. Let's I would it. like to. There's a few people who come to mind. No pun intended. Yeah, there is pun intended, but I'm better than that. <laughs> All right, bitch. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Okay. Bye. bye. bye.